Welcome to Were You Even Listening? New year, new platform, new us. It's 2019. And this is our first episode of the year, so thank you for joining us. Um, we have, since our past season, I guess, um, switched over to a different streaming platform, um, Anchor. So you'll be able to hear us on a lot more platforms than before, um, which is kind of fun. We're also on Spotify and iTunes now. Yes, and I don't know why I said just like that. And um, this is already a mess. And I'm literally this is the first thing I said on the podcast, and it's already a mess. So, anyways, yeah, that's good, how it's a good that, sign of things to come. At least that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. You know, we are evolving, but like I'm still like a piece of shit. So that, and right. that will never change. Um, but yeah, we're still gonna be on like SoundCloud and stuff. Um, through Edinburgh now, um, we're still going to be on all those platforms, mm-hmm. but then we're also, we have our own now as well through Anchor, so right. it's really cool. Yep, and the the direct links to us is basically going to be the best way to support the podcast if it is something that you do listen to regularly. Um, like Natalie said, you will still be able to listen to it on the Edinburgh Now SoundCloud, but we have our own streams for it, which we're going to be counting and looking at the data for and such as needed. Um, so you'll be able to find us on smarturl.it slash Y-E, no, W-Y-E-L pod. And then that'll take you directly to, um, our homepage basically where you'll be able to see every single thing that we are, um, available on. You can also go to our anchor, um, which we will be posting alongside this episode, um, on our respective social media platforms. Yeah, so really exciting stuff. I'm excited. Maybe you guys don't care, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm mostly excited that we're on Spotify now. Yeah. Like, I hope you're listening on Spotify, actually. That's, like, like I, to me, that's my personal favorite platform. Not to, like, choose favorites, but, like, I It's the one it's that I favorite. use the most, I think, for listening <laughs> to literally anything. And I know a lot of people weren't listening because it wasn't on Spotify or it wasn't on google podcasts or whatever um which is understandable but now a lot of people already have the spotify app so you can just go on look for where you've been listening and it's there type it right in that young search bar yep and there we are it was was an exciting break because i spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get us on there um as well as the other podcasts it won't turn off so we have both of those now um kind of repping campus media showing that we're doing things in real life holla yeah and so now that we spent 10 minutes just pimping ourselves out, let's get into the episode. It's important to let people know of changes. Oh, no, it's, imp- it's important. It's We've updated our terms of service. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to self-promote. I'm, I'm, are you keeping kid? the people informed. Do you know me? Do you know me at all? <laughs> like, I take any chance I get to, like, plug myself anywhere. <laughs> like, I'm a narcissist, you straight should, up. You should see Natalie's Finsta. It's a wild ride, guys. <laughs> you can get a sneak preview of it on her Twitter. She posted a rare image from it. Yeah, I don't really share like what's on my Finsta on like any of, to the masses really, mm-hmm. but I did. I did post like a young thought mm-hmm. TBT <laughs> photo when I was like in kindergarten, and it's lit. So my Twitter's at Weeper Fever. Thank you. All right, so this episode we're talking about Toro Imwa's Outer Peace. Chaz Bear's new record. Um, we'll be with that right after this short break.
Um, all right, so let's break down Toro Imwa's outer piece. Our homeboy Chaz Bear. Like, I think it's really early to say that this is a record of the year, like something that could be considered it's, a record of the year. It, we're still in January. But at the same Chill time, man. no, at the same time, Jeff Rosenstock's post came out the first of 2018 and was still on end of the year lists. So I'm not saying that this is going to be a album of the year, but I'm saying it's going to be one of my albums of the year. Unless, like, some good things come out this year, which, I mean, is highly probable, but... There are actually a lot of good things that are coming out this year that I'm really excited about, and I can't wait to get into as they get released. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah, okay. So, for background, um, the inspiration of sorts for this record was how a lot of people are getting increasingly connected to each other via the internet. Um, People are working from home. People are becoming multimillionaires just programming or making music on their laptop. Um, So Bear's inspiration for this was to find a way to tell people that it's okay to break out of your comfort zone. Um, In an interview with NPR, he said, I think that it's important to sort of go outside your comfort zone or go outside of what people think you should be doing. I enjoy the challenge because it's so easy to go with the flow sometimes, but you've got to remember to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone, which he kind of repeats himself a few times there. But it's still, you know, something that could definitely inspire this record because it it is certainly unique, I think, for um, the genre that that he generally lies in. Um, And it's definitely different than his his last album, Boo Boo. I was definitely thinking that because, like, I feel like this album sound wasn't unexpected for sure, Mm -hmm. but it definitely feels a little bit more, like, funk synth-oriented than its previous stuff. And I do think, I mean, I could see that he's, you know, experimenting a little bit more, kind Mm -hmm. of like he said, the general consensus, stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, And, you know, it's a nice, easy listen. It's only half an hour. It's only ten tracks. Like, Mm -hmm. it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's not really a commitment, but it's something that, I felt anyway like really stuck with me like after my first few listens to it for both this podcast and the review that I did for it like I I've been wanting to listen to it like I'm not tired of it which happens a lot with some of the albums that I think we've talked about before like when we talked about Rockhampton when we talked about 21 Pilots like I listen to it and I'm just like I could be okay not hearing some of these songs again right. but with this it's like I I want to live in whatever this world is kind of being created on this record. Um, Bear also described it as a response to how disposable culture has become and how it affects creativity. While listening, you might pay attention or ignore either way. That's okay. This is music for a creative mind, he said to Fader. Um, So that's kind of like, if we know that this album is coming from a place of creatively minded um, content, and it's not really supposed to emulate styles that he's worked with in the past, but rather be a experiment, I guess, is the best way to put it. Like, it's very, yeah. it's experimental R&B, I think, is is the best way to describe this album. On, uh, on his Spotify artist description, it says um, that his album is Daft Punk meets Frank Ocean. And I'm like, it's valid. that's valid. Yeah. Like, that's not a bad way to describe it. Like, pretty accurate, yeah, I would say. There's definitely some... <laughs> tracks on here that are very Frank Ocean um which like I don't know if if he has reached that point where you can call someone something like Frank Ocean-esque or like Frank Ocean-y but 
<laughs> it's definitely like the same kind of more talking than rapping or the flow. Singing. Yeah, the yeah. flow is very frank um, and kind of stark in contrast to the amount of production that's going on, like in the music and in the instrumentals. Um, which is pretty cool, I think. Like, overall, I really did enjoy this album. Um, I didn't know what to expect, really, because there had only been one single, and it was Freelance. Um, but that's honestly, like, I think the best example of what the rest of the album sounds like yeah. is that track. Um, so it was a good decision to pick that one, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so do you want to just get in song by song? Sure. All right. So we're going to start off with Fading, then. I think very solid intro, very fun, very hip. Makes me feel like I'm shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're really setting a mood. This half hour journey that we're about to go on. Yeah, it's like it starts off kind of um, ordinary, and then like as soon as it it really kicks in, like about like maybe like forty five seconds a minute in, it's just like okay, well I know immediately like the vibe of this song, and if the rest of the album's gonna be like this, like you know what to expect pretty quickly, pretty early on. Um, it does feel like a very mall song. Like you said, Abercrombie and Fitch. It's kind yeah. of just like, like this is a song that you would put to a like shopping spree montage in like oh, yeah. a hip teen drama or something. Or like an HBO limited series. <laughs> like it's kind of grown up for a, t- a teen like drama. Like when you I make think. like one of those um, like vacation montages yeah. and like from like your trip to Hawaii. Yeah, but like one that you went on with your one that you went on with your friends, yeah, not your family. Yeah, and it's you got like, the GoPro. Yeah, like the GoPro angles. Like this is this is the background <laughs> music for that. And honestly, that's why I so agree with the Daft Punk like thing there yeah. because Daft Punk would always play in Hollister. Oh, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> Oh, my God. Could never walk into that store without hearing Daft Punk in, like, 2009. Yeah. No, it's, like, it's it achieves the same kind of greatness that I feel like the good Daft Punk albums do in that it's not aggressive enough to really distract you from something, but you can still tell that it's there, and you can tell that, like, the house inspiration from it is something that's designed for repeat listening. Um because, like, a lot of the songs in house music and Daft Punk's music are, like, longer and kind of more dynamic, whereas these are smaller kind of well-crafted pieces of, um, like, experimental house, experimental electronics, stuff like that. It's like each song could kind of be taken as its own little experiment, I feel, and they just happen to flow together really, really well. That's the thing about it, too, is he, the it's like a very cohesive mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sometimes almost hard to tell when one song the second half and, and one begins if you don't, like, aren't paying attention. From Miss Me to literally 50-50 all kind of flow very, very well together. Um so Ordinary Pleasure is the next track. It's a bop. I mean... It's, like, the one that has been stuck in my head the most, I think, of this record. Um, th- like, there's really nothing more to say other than it is a bop. Like, that is just kind of... It, that's it. It that's exists as a bop. This is going to be on <laughs> countless playlists on It's going to be on, like, I'm a sure. Starbucks commercial. Oh, it's gonna... <laughs> yeah. My favorite track on here is Laws of the Universe. Um, one, because it's really good. It has a very catchy hook, as um, you had mentioned in your notes, which is kind of what I talked about in the uh, review. But it also um, 
like tips its hat to James Murphy and LCD Sound System um, by kind of riffing off of their hit song, Daft Punk is Playing at My House. It's just James Murphy is now doing that. So it's like the cycle is continuing of these DJs working at the house level with each other. It's really cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And I really liked like the way he said, I met him at Coachella. Yeah, it's so good. That and like, <laughs> I just like that, like, I don't know, enunciation. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it was good. And it's Coachella, so like it immediately well, speaks to Natalie. Yeah, like I, that's the only thing I heard out of the whole song. Like what, Coachella? Coachella? <laughs> Excuse me? Coachella? Thank y'all. Yeah. Okay. Is um is Thoroughly Mall going to be at Coachella this year? Um, and if so, are you going to go? I mean, yeah, I would totally go, but I don't think so. I feel like I don't remember. It's been so long since I looked at the line. I looked mm. at it when it first came out, and then I forgot about it. Right. <laughs> Naturally. Um, let me just give a quick peek at this lineup here. I feel like him playing near or around Tame Impala would be a good idea. but Really I- good but mostly because that's, like, how we generally play them on Subverse. Right. Sorry, I'm just looking no, for no, this thing. I know this is really good audio content. Very 100% real. Fun. I just don't want to miss, like, I don't want to miss him if he is on there, so I'm, like, looking at it twice. It's so easy to miss people on here. Mm. No. Okay. No, I don't think Toro's going. Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. Okay. Well. Yeah, I just didn't. I had to look at it like five times because I didn't want to like be wrong. Right. You know, we've never going. been wrong on this podcast before. Ever? Are you kidding me? <laughs> never. Never five times in one podcast did I say something that was totally not accurate. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, Miss Me featuring Abra is a banger. Like, well, not really a banger, but like, yo, it it slabs. Who the hell is Abra? Because can we get her on more shit? Like, what a voice. Yes. So Abra has a like has one album on Spotify, um, and it's called Rose. It's from 2015. It's very, like, tropical lo-fi, but then her voice, which is so good. Um, I think Fruit or some some song like that is yeah, on that's, my... That's on that I have that on a playlist, and that, I didn't know that song, but, like, wow. Yeah. Her, um, yeah, her album is very, like, it's it has, like, the same sort of um, tone as uh, Willow's Artipithecus, but um, a little bit more, like, electronic as opposed to hip-hop. I love Willow. Yeah, me too. I'm <laughs> <laughs> making this face. But it's a good song. Um, she has a very, very good voice, a very unique voice, and I think that's hope that is definitely something I would like to hear on on more collaborations. Um, I feel like both of the features on this album, or all three of them rather, um, with Abra Wet and um, In Stupendo, were all pretty solid. Like none of them felt like they went on too long. None of them felt out of place. They all just really. Like, we're very cohesive with each track that they were on. Yeah. Um, so, New House. Okay. I love this. I love this song. It's my favorite one. 
I'm doing this for effect. Yeah. Um, no, I Episode. think it would fit really nicely on like my lo-fi jazz playlist. Like it's not really lo-fi or jazz, but like mm-hmm. it's just like got that I'm sorry, I'm hitting I'm so excited that I'm hitting the desk with my chair. Um, but it's just like really relaxing and like musically interesting. Um, and also like I want a brand new house, something I cannot buy, something I can't afford, like same. Like the way that that's like, said, like kind of repeated. It's just like it's a very um it's just it's really not emotional, but like I can really relate. Yeah, it's like, like it's really. something it's it's a very like relatable statement, I feel like, even if that's not specifically something that you've thought yourself. It's something that I feel like a lot of people feel. Like people do generally sometimes go out of their way to get the big thing, get the expensive thing because they feel like they can or they should because that's what other people are doing. And it's commentary kind of on consumerism, which is what um Bear had wanted to do with some of the songs on this record. And I think this is a very good way to do it because it's not too much. It's not like beating you over the head with like, stop buying Apple products. But that's what he means. Um, <laughs> so like, it's not dreary. Really, behind the lyrics with Britain Rosetta. Yeah, it's not like too dreary or depressing, but it's it, it's a statement. It's mildly depressing if you really think about it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you take it at face value, it's not too bad. But then as soon as you think about it for a second, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> I feel attacked. Um, it it flows really well into Baby Drive It Down as well. Um, okay. Which I liked. Unpopular opinion music edition. Autotune can be really fun and enhance a song sometimes if it's used like at the right time and sparingly, obviously. Yeah. But thank you. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. It, yeah, it's... No, it, like autotune, people like really trash it, but like... I think when it's used right, it's used right. And it's, Almost every like, song on this album uses auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you don't like auto-tune, like... Goodbye. This is one that I feel like it's not used in a way that's too distracting. Like, I think it lends itself to the type of music that's yeah. being created. If this was, like... It's not T-Pain, you know? No. If this was, like, a guitar-heavy, like, almost rock-sounding album, and it had auto-tune, that would be like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's not. It's electronic. It's house. It's hip-hop. Like, that's fine. I feel like... Freelance is really, really good. That is really good. (laughs) First of all, first of all, sampled Animal Collective. Yeah. Leaf House. Like, thank you. Like, he knows his brand. Uh, Yeah, he does. He really does. Like, he's very aware. (laughs) He's very self-aware. And he named it Freelance because he is kind of like his own boss and he kind of had to, he has to do stuff himself and make it himself. So I'm like, a simple, elegant meaning. Loves it. Um, But yeah, no, he said that in an interview that I saw on YouTube, but... He I was like talking about the record. The one line that's decked in Patagonia head to toe. Because there is literally not a single picture of Chaz on the internet where he is not wearing something Patagonia. <laughs> and like I just thought that was fun. Um but it's just it has a very good flow to it. Um it's just a really strong song. And like I said earlier, it was probably I think the best way to encapsulate like the sound and feel of this album and what it's about. Agreed. Who am I is good. I mean, how much can you really say about what's, for the most part, a three-minute instrumental? It's funky. With, like, a chorus it's, sporadically thrown in there. It's it's good. <laughs> um, Monte Carlo's okay. To me, it's honestly the weakest track on the album, in my opinion, but it's it's really not that bad, so I think that says a lot about the mm-hmm. record as a whole. It's um, also And short. it's the shortest, yeah. anyway, so, like, it's only two minutes, so, you know. 
quickly get rid of that and then and then go on to a really great song. It's short, but like, and while it's not the strongest track on this album, the worst on this album is better than the best on some other albums that I've heard in my lifetime. So like, it's really not that bad of a song, but it's just yeah. in the context of it's this album, of it's there. It just sounds just there. It's just. It's you just know, kind just of just a sounds. lot of sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, last track, fifty fifty. Fuck, I like this. Like, it's I don't want to like this, but I really so do. Good. Like, I just love how he transitions from like funky fresh songs to chill hop, mm-hmm. like so seamlessly. Like, I don't understand how he can do that because really they're not the same. Like, mm-hmm. funk, pop, and and like chill hop are not the same yeah but somehow it's very cohesive and it's and it a all very very strong um ending to the album i think um it's really good and like when i first listened to this when i got to the part um the die for my love die for my grind 50 50 <laughs> fail fuck it i'm a die flying i heard that and like natalie's gonna like this song i think <laughs> and i'm glad that you do because it's so good and like, i'm so I... glad my brand is like so defined that you immediately know that thank you <laughs> Um, but like it's just it's really good it's a good way to to end it I wish there was a little bit more like I wish I would be okay with the album being longer Um, I'd be okay with some of these songs just being extended a little bit but at the same time it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. like it works the way it does um, as as short as it is Um, and while some people may be like angry that it's a shorter album it's like what whatever but sometimes when Sometimes people overdo it, and, like, yeah. the record is, like, twice as long as it really needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then, but then when it's too short, people are like, well, it's too short, but that, you know, it's like, kind of hard. Like, you even pick. look at his last album. Like, it just kind of goes on and on, and each song's, like, six minutes. And Labyrinth is, like, six and a half minutes. Half of it is a My Bloody Valentine sample, so it's just, like, it gets to a point where if you are being succinct and you think you've made the point that you want to with your music. Like, that's fine if the song's only two minutes long. It doesn't have to continue forever. Even though this would be the album, that, since it is house-inspired, to go longer on each track. So I think it was a conscious decision to kind of keep it... Concise. Concise, yeah. Yeah, so overall opinion, I mean, we got some synthy pan flu, we got some mm-hmm. funky chill hop. It really does have a world music sound, and I know that he said that's what he was aiming for, and yeah. I think he did that. Yeah. Uh, it was lots of sounds, lots of fun. Uh, stream New House for Clear Skin and Flourishing Crops. Absolutely. Um, in the review I did for it, I gave it a 5 out of 5, because wow. I really, really enjoy everything that this album brings to the table. Um, I don't know what I was really expecting going off of his last album i was certainly wasn't expecting something as strong as this um but it's just it's a very very good concept album it's a very very good experimental look at what actually goes into um like house and r&b and like you said world music it's a very it's an album that's very much a product of bear's influences i feel like and it does so without sacrificing his own personal style or his own personal brand um and i feel like it takes a very talented musician to be able to take so much from other genres of music but still create something that's decidedly him like this there's no question that this is a toro Imo album it doesn't sound that dissimilar from previous works mm-hmm. because his own like brand and his identity is so strong i feel like 
Yeah, I like that. It's a good album. We uh, we got through this album just in time for me to run out of coffee, so this is great. Love this the album. timing is great. Yeah. Love it. Loves it. So, in February, um, we have a a few things planned. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, so, we're not going to have an ep- episode next week, but month of February, we're going to go ham mm-hmm. um, on the 6th or whatever. We record on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, so, the first week of February, we're going to be doing a 10-year anniversary episode. Again, we've done this before um, with 2008. Yeah. Now, we're doing it with 2009. So, we're just going to pick a few things to talk about. Um, that came out in 2009 and talk about them now, 10 years later, kind of look at them in the context of each artist, in the context of the years, if they still hold up, etc. A whole decade of analyzation, pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh my God, my hat just hit the mic. I wonder what that sounded like. Probably not great. We'll find out <laughs> later. <laughs> um, then also the week after that, we're going to be talking about Ariana Grande's new album. Um, she's like... Two months apart from Sweetener. Yeah, Sweetener, like, just came out. Yeah. So. So, it's kind of wild. We're already dropping more music, so I'm excited for that. Um, break, up with your bo- break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm really excited to hear what that song sounds like. Yeah, me too. Um, so, we're going to have that. We're going to bring back Love Songs or Misconnections, um, which, for those of you who don't know, that's just, like, a little game we play. And mm-hmm. since it's Valentine's Day coming up, I just felt like it was fitting mm-hmm. to include that. So, that being said, basically, for those of you who don't know the game, it's just um, we read off, we have guests come on, and we read off either what is, like, a lyric to a love song, or any song, really, I guess. Or a misconnection <laughs> from Erie, Pennsylvania. Or a misconnection from Craigslist. So, <laughs> that being said, if you know of any misconnections that you want to be read yeah. or a love song lyric that you think is fitting that you want to be read uh please let us know because we'll take from that we can always Absolutely. we love stealing your ideas um and not <laughs> having we love not having to do as much work by finding the content ourselves so please another way to put that is we really like involving our community with our content <laughs> yeah that's that's like the PC way to put it i guess <laughs> um but yeah I'm really excited for these upcoming weeks. Make sure you guys check us out. Check out our merch page. That's with, you know, all the WFSC shows and podcasts uh, are included on the merch page, which is like, what is the shop? Shop Shop.spreadshirt.com backslash Edinburgh now. Yeah, that's it. I think. Um, Or Edinburgh Campus Media. It's one of them. It's Edinburgh now. Um, It's going to be linked anyway, so, you know. Uh, Subverse, still going on. Now it's going to be on Mondays at 5 instead of Wednesdays. Because sports. Because of sports. So just keep in mind that switch. We're really excited about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to have another co-host, Sarah, who you've actually heard on Subverse before anyways. And she's been on here before, too. Yeah, she's also been on this podcast. So... Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. That's what we got. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. Give (sighs) us a like on iTunes. Give us a five-star review or not. Give it a thumbs up. Give it up a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a comment below for what you want to hear next Smash that like button. 